but I go, I'm obsessed with a Meow Wolf. I was like, I love it. Yeah. I, I look at George R. R. Martin and I go, there's a documentary about it you should check out. He goes, yeah, I'm in it. I, it's mine. Meow Wolf is mine. I, uh, I fronted all of it. I'm the founder. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know. I know. And then it, he like laughs and then he goes, but did you drive, did you ride the train too? And then they go on and on about their little train that goes around Santa Fe that they're obsessed with. I love and it's like, how you're telling, this is so cute. the most Catherine Blanford moment I've ever heard in my life. Oh, is all that the boys were cringing. You, you are could, telling. You could see Bird and Sam, like, creator. like they were like, you absolute idiot. All right. Hey, y'all. It's Lace. It's Catherine. And this is a Meaties episode of Cheaties Podcast. What's a fun new voice that you're trying out? Uh, what is it? Uh, a murder documentary host. Oh, like serial. Like the be right back. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll be right back. And maybe we'll find out who done it. Yeah, but we won't find out until the last episode ever. Um, okay. Oh, maybe at the end of this podcast, if it ever ends, if we ever make money off of it, um, then we'll find out who done it. We should have a big who done it. Who done it? This should be a who done it. What if we've hooked up with every single one of our guests? <laughs> what if you find that out at the very end? Oh no! Then we'll be finding out who done gave us chlamydia because. What if, yeah, what if you find out we've we're actually uh madams and we've been running a ring of of mistresses for hire. And this has just been the this they are interviews, but they're not for the listeners. These are just straight up interviews for our, our victims. Our victims. Yeah. Or or our our new employees. You know? Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. We go, you want a discount? You got to come on our podcast. You know what would be funny? You got to come on our podcast. <laughs> this would be a really funny, like, Black Mirror episode or Twilight Zone episode. If come to find out the whole time we've been recording all of these, getting people to spill all their secrets, and we've never released an episode. <laughs> we've just been talking. Oh, we just fake it? We've just been faking that we have a podcast this whole time. Well, we'll send you our social media account. And we just flub the numbers. And we're just lying. There's just we've never released a pot. It's only been clips this whole time. We only record with people yeah. for 30 to 40 seconds at a time. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Honestly, really, that is. that. We, it would. How many podcasts are you like, I love that podcast. And you realize you've only ever watched clips from Instagram. This is all. Like Theo Vaughn's. I'm like, I love Theo's podcast. I've only ever watched. I've never. Actually, I watched one episode recently, him and Tim Dillon, which was hilarious. Sure. Oh, I've oh. never watched a full episode of his pod. Yeah, that's uh, and that honestly, because you've been fucking nailing it with the the clips and the edits from our from our in studio stuff, and that is the comment I get all the time: is "Oh my god, I love, I love your podcast." I'm like, "Oh my god, what's your favorite episode?" Like, "Oh, how long have you been listening?" They're like, "Oh, well, I really just watched the clips online." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." That's been the late. I've heard that more literally in the last two weeks, and I've than I. Then I've heard that the whole four years we've been doing the podcast. So. Yeah. 
It's like podcast is actually like stand up. It's like actually the the most important part about podcasting mm-hmm. is your is your clip editing. Yeah. Well, okay, I'll put it this way. I teach that comedy class, which I've talked about a thousand times. So shout out to my comedy class, Laugh Lab Comedy, located in Atlanta. You can sign up. There's a few slots available for the class that starts March 12th, um, co-ed class, sign up. But uh, it's so funny because every time I start a new class, I ask everybody like a list of things to tell about themselves. And one of the things is, who's your favorite stand-up comedian? And I have watched a drastic, I've been teaching this class for six plus years, I've watched oh my god. A dr- oh, this is going to kill me. A, this is going to kill me. It's going to kill you. A drastic change in classic stand-ups that we would all know their names and have seen their specials, listen to their albums, or, blah, blah, blah. Or they're like, my favorite stand-up is Tina Fey. And you're like, mm, oh, that, okay. oh, no. That Never has, done stand-up. Nope, that has happened as well, as people will just say, like, an actor that they like. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, they're a comedian. And then I'll, I'll correct them in a very passive-aggressive but friendly way of like, oh, yeah, they are a great comedic actor. Yes, you're right. But no, mm-hmm. lately, and it's only been in the last year, Favorite stand-up comedian, they just list people they've only seen clips of. I'll bite, I'll bite myself. I'll bite my finger off. I, I'll bite my pinky off right now. And, and I, I get almost every single class I get a, oh, my favorite stand-up comedian is Matt Reif. This was before his special ever came out. And I was like, so you've just seen some clips. Like, have you ever gone to a show? Oh, no, I've never seen him at a show. Have you ever seen... To, so you've just seen 30 second clips of him asking the audience if they're dating are you ha- you don't you've never seen an hour of this person and they're your favorite they're your favorite stand up comedian just tell me his fa- tell me your favorite bit of his. what's his fa- what's what your is favorite? your favorite uh, you know what we won't even do a long bit give me a 2 minute quick bit, bit of his that you love give me a quick bit, quick bit. of his what's a classic no no crowd work classic Matt oh, Rife a bit quick bit give me I'll give you time. I'll give you a minute to think about it. What is it? I mean, it's just so, but I mean, I know that we're on the inside of the beast and we know how the sausage is made and we are a little jaded and we hold it a little too close to our hearts, but it is, it's like saying, it's exactly like saying a musician is your all time favorite musician and you've never listened to an album or seen them in concert or ever heard more than two songs of theirs. It, 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 It would be like, like, name your favorite uh, award-winning movie, and someone says, like, Rugrats. <laughs> it's that, or they've only ever watched the trailer for the movie. That is the real, that is truly the most perfect analogy for what people think is their favorites these days, is it's like, oh, that's, Forrest Gump is your favorite movie? Holy shit, what's your favorite part? Oh, well, I've, I just went to YouTube and found the trailer of it, and I enjoyed the highlights of the of the film but i don't have the two hours to sit down and actually watch one of the greatest movies of all time it's my friend sent me a clip yeah i, I saw a clip paul, paul blart Malka. <laughs> or or my favorite movie. or the only thing they know of it is a meme oh yeah that's yeah. that thing from the me- that's my that's my all-time favorite movie now it's my meme my meme b it's my all-time favorite i love scarface yeah i well, i have a poster of it yeah <laughs> never actually <laughs> Oh, is that the guy Scarface. from Scarface? My favorite movie? Yeah, Al Pacino. Oh, is that his yeah. name? Yeah, that's my favorite. It's my favorite poster that I had in my bedroom in high school. It's my favorite poster <laughs> movie. <laughs> that's it's so bizarre. It's like it makes me angry, but then I think that is the world we live in. So what the? I mean, maybe we just accidentally. I it, it, me trying to riff accidentally stumbled into 
fuck, maybe we should just record five, five minute interviews just on the street. Just what are we doing? What are we doing? We're putting a lot yeah, of that's what they do, though. That's what they did. They do that. <laughs> it's a thing, Blaze. <laughs> I know. Oh my god! Oh my god! They already figured it out. Hannah Burner. I was just about to say, are you Hannah Burnering this? <laughs> Hannah Burner. <laughs> How many times? I always wanted to make it on Hannah Burner's podcast. Yes. Um, but um, I could never cross the street in time. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna die. I'm gonna actually die. I'm gonna die. I just died. I died in my closet. Died in my closet. God damn it. I do love Hannah Burner. Oh, she's, she's so, so fucking funny. And she also figured it out. She figured it um, out, dude. That is actually what she is. She was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to just clip a podcast on the street. And Genius. You can, I mean, I think most of her guests are actual comics. Oh, they're all comics. And it's always pose as outside of the, the street dwellers. Yes. Yeah, I, I was standing outside at the, the stand. Night. She was. Oh, she was at the cellar, I was too. at the cellar. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, she was on the outside interviewing my friend Nikki Paris. Um, Hell yeah. And then I saw the clip later, and it's clearly she presents it like Nikki was just a sassy guy yeah. walking by. Oh it, well, yeah, she's uh, not like labeling it like it's it's anybody. And so people, what I notice every time I see those is all the comments um, are always like, "How is she finding this many funny people?" And then it'll all it's inevitably every video is people shocked that all of these people she's interviewing are so quick and funny. And then immediately somebody going, these are all comedians. That's comedian so-and-so. That's There's always has to be a reply guy in every – to burst everybody's bubble. And she's, you know, not making a big deal out of it. But, yeah, they're all comedians. That's why they're all so fucking quick. But um, – So good. Anybody does, she she, tag, does she just tag them? I got, Maybe. I don't – maybe she, like, shares it with them or, or collabs or whatever. I don't know. I don't – there's no way she can collab, like, seven people a video. But, anyway, she's figured it out. Uh, we're in the Stone Age right now. Okay, so um, can I can I talk about a an up and coming comedian? I would love to, and then I would also like to talk about your arena tour you just went on with Burt Kreischer. But yes, who's an oh, up- that's who I was talking about. Oh, <laughs> yes, I'm very tired. Um, I just uh, I just got off. Um, I just got back from the road with Bert. Uh-huh. It is... Okay, these were diff than the last time. Okay. We a tour. We had four shows. Went, uh, like, you know, do the show, uh, chat in the green room for a while, then wheels up is usually around 11 or 1.30. Mm-hmm. So then I go, I wash my face. I've learned this. You have to... I just bring my bag into the arena, wash my face afterwards. We get on the bus. We drink a little, smoke a little. Laugh a little, riff a lot, hee hee ha ha. Mm-hmm. We all go to bed as the bus takes off around one thirty, and then we are we're in a whole new state. When you wake up, that's the so next morning, wild. And it is it is so freaking fun. It is, uh, and and our crew is the best crew ever. The other openers are Sam Talent and Derek Stroop. Uh huh. Super funny comic. I just met him for the first time this weekend. Lives in Denver. Uh, as well, Sam lives close to Denver as well, and um, Sam Talent's so funny, so chill. What a cool dude! Sam Talent is so f- funny. Uh, God, he is um so so s- very smart. Yeah. Obviously, I mean he's he's a real smart a novelist. Um, but I you, you there's some people you think like oh they're super smart and they will kind of like talk down to you. Especially, I just assume that they would do that to me. Yeah. Um, with the vocab that I carry around. Especially because you started it with me. especially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but just so forgiving of me and my of my grammar. <laughs> so understanding and accepting of it. And uh, no, just like a super genuinely hilarious, funny, friendly yeah. dude too. Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. Uh, I love my. Th- I keep. I ca- talked about it all weekend. If you ever watch Sam on stage, he's he's huge. Oh, he's a huge like he's dude. Tall. I mean, maybe six five. Yeah, easy. Six six. Easy. Yeah. So funny, and he and he's a large dude too. I mean, like yeah, he's a a large being. And when he goes on stage, like you you know, you take the mic out of the stand, you put the stand to the side. The funniest thing he does, he just picks up the whole stand and holds it. <laughs> so, like, as he's like, I have videos. I almost posted it. I have videos. The, 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 the stand, it's like a pendulum. Right. As he's talking, like, the, the weight at the bottom of the mic stand just swings it's to crazy. from. As he's talking about doing standing up 69 with his wife. It's so funny. And it's just – it. it the spectacle of him on stage, even before he starts speaking, is so funny. Um, but it was a, it was a blast. Like we did, we just went around to malls and and like shopping centers and like walked around wilderness trails and because we were in the out west the whole time. And um, the bur, I mean, it was really cool to see his hour as it's progressed from the last time I went out on hell yeah I went out went out with him with him yeah yeah yeah. Okay, the reason why I just I just had that really bad mix up. Yeah. <laughs> the okay, I was thinking because the bit that he had developed was this bit about his wife going down on him oh, that's and funny. like how much the well, I don't want to ruin it, but it is a very very funny yeah. bit. Um, but that was a really weird mix up that I just had. <laughs> and um, the, the oh, this is what I do love about hanging out with dudes though is um they're just they're into completely opposite things that women are. Mm-hmm. Like like the first night, um, Anastasia, she's a pro surfer, came and hung out with us, and her and her husband came and hung out with us. And then Tulsi Gavin, Tulsi Gabbard, she was a presidential candidate. What's her name? Her name's Tulsi Gabbard, and she was the Gabbard. libertarian presidential candidate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she paid us a visit one night. And then uh, the last night, Martin. I'm gonna screw it up. <laughs> yeah, you're. Hold on. Okay, George R. R. Martin. Oh, I saw those pictures. That's insanity, dude. Who wrote Game of Thrones? Ra- yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was like, this is when I was like, Catherine, shut your mouth. Be quiet. Yeah. This is a this is a a real smart individual coming uh, into the room. Yeah, Le- legendary author. Legendary. Yeah. Uh, he comes in, he walks in. Lace, I said I told this to my friend. I said, Lace, his demeanor, every it, the sweetest, smallest man on the face of the planet. The Aww. sweet. Like, ah. I said, if you crashed your car on the side of the road and you woke up in a in a forest. And you just stumbled around and finally found a cottage, and this somebody is the guy. opened the door. That man, that would be on the other side of the door. He was so come on in, have some porridge. But like he wouldn't eat you. He was so sweet and so nice. His wife, like they came, they sat through the whole show. They, that is they crazy. Were, they were older yeah. couples, and they loved all the dirty jokes. 
uh, afterwards, she's like, I grew up right across the river from Louisville and wanted to talk about horse racing with me. And then I'm like, Kevin, shut up. Kevin, shut up. Kevin, don't say a thing. And then they're talking. They live in Santa Santa Fe, mm-hmm. where my brothers live. Mm-hmm. And they're like, did you get to explore it all? We're like, no. They're like, you didn't see Meow Wolf. And then Bert looks at me. And he's like, she was telling us about Meow Wolf because my brothers used to live there. It's, yeah. this, it's this insane art installation uh, experience. I can't even go into it, but I go, I'm obsessed with a Meow Wolf. I was like, I love it. Yeah. I, I look at George R. R. Martin and I go, there's a documentary about it you should check out. He goes, yeah, I'm in it. I, it's mine. Meow Wolf is mine. I, uh, I fronted all of it. I'm the founder. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know. I know. And then it, he like laughs and then he goes, but did you drive, did you ride the train too? And then they go on and on about their little train that goes around Santa Fe they're obsessed with. I love and it's like, how you're telling, this is so cute. the most Catherine Blanford moment I've ever heard in my life. Oh, is all that the boys were cringing. You, you are could, telling. You, you could see Bird and Sam the like, creator. like they were like, you absolute idiot. Um, That's yeah. amazing. That is, that can't be written. That It can't. That's, I, um, I can't believe. I'm a, I'm a little idiot. Wow. Uh, I just, uh, I, I'll never be, <laughs> I'll never be the cool, smart one in the room. And sometimes you have to accept your role in life. And when you try, I go, I know something about Meow Wolf. I'll share with you, sir. I watched a documentary one time eight years ago that I very much enjoyed after experiencing Meow Wolf on mushrooms. And he went, I invented the mushrooms, you idiot. I also invented Meow Wolf and documentaries. That's all mine. You are the uh, the receiver of creations and I am God who made it everything. Yeah. So, and I just realized I have to stop being the, the cool one that tries and shares information and um, and I'll never share anything ever again. And I just will sit here and shut up and enjoy stuff. I, I'm never gonna. I'm never. I'm never gonna be the cool, smart one. And I should stop trying. This is like seeing Tina Fey and being like, "Oh my God, I loved you on yeah. SNL." There was a show that parodied SNL. You should check it out. It's called Thirty Rock. <laughs> That's I know. It's the same thing. <laughs> You know the show you created, wrote, and starred in. <laughs> you should check it out. You would like it. And and, and knowing, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, Lace. I tried one time to be like a smart person that knows about shit, amongst like a bunch of nerds that actually know about this. Shit. But you know I what? Know, you know what's know. probably different though about that is number one. You had this experience. Now you get this story. There's others of us who I think one of my fatal flaws is holding back and not just saying the thing, second guessing myself too much before I talk and then realizing later I knew what I was talking about. Why did I think I didn't know what I was talking about? Why did I judge? I should have just said it in the moment. It could have been a deeper, more interesting conversation or connection. I should have just said the thing. Why was I holding back the whole time? And I think that, I mean, I live every day thinking that with every interaction I've had with people that I like looked up to or were just mildly intimidated by in the moment. And then I'm like, I could have just said the thing. Why didn't I just do it? Even if it sounded slightly dumb, I could have gotten a fun story out of it or they could have corrected me. Mm -hmm. We could have had a good laugh. 
you know? And yeah. so, yeah, that's the one that I will give you that is at least you say it, even if it's silly or whatever, you get this moment. I have a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I wish I had whatever you, that specific type of brain damage you have is. I have a lot of brain damage. <laughs> and, and what people like about me is somehow, no matter how dumb I am, I humble them. Somehow, somehow my gift is being so dumb that I humble others mm-hmm. because no one's going up to George R. R. Martin and being like, let me tell you this cool thing that I did. I didn't know you had something to do with. Yeah. And he was like, I, I gave all the millions of dollars to it. Yeah. So, and, um, and it's good. It's good to, and George R. R. Martin, R. Martin he needs to be humbled a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Too big for his bridges, yeah. that little guy. Yeah. It was good. It was so fun. It was such a fun. And then obviously just, being around Bert and I, uh, I really enjoy being around him and learning from him. Yeah. Like, I feel like not that we're the same person, but it is cool to, it's kind of like everything we're doing in this industry. Now he did, he was doing it back when it really wasn't like Mm -hmm. popping Mm -hmm. and he's kind of been through everything we've done. Mm -hmm. Like, and, um, and, and the way, that he is still very, very, uh, so friendly and like very present in the moment with everything and, and generous like, and so generous. Oh my god, so generous. Talk, speak of humble, I, 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 that is, I, I would definitely say, uh, I would put that in. And this is a man I've never met. Um, would love to, but I would put on the top of the descriptions for him is humble. I feel like he's humble, and that's what makes mm-hmm. him really lovable and relatable and mm-hmm. doesn't, he doesn't seem like a, like an asshole, you know? Cause no, we know, we know plenty of those. We know plenty yeah, of them who've made it big and are still assholes for, it's like, for what? Yeah. He's like, he's made it big, but walks about life like, uh, like a, just a normal dude. But, but he's always just so curious and like wants to just have genuine conversations Yeah, with, uh, with just other comics and other people. And, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, I'm very grateful to be around people who have made it, but are, uh, real people yeah. and you get to learn a lot from them. How are you? I want to know, like, I almost want to interview you podcast style yeah. real quick. So what have you noticed? Cause obviously I've, I mean, the biggest crowd I ever was in front of was 4,000 people, which is a lot of people. Um, but that's it. So what does it feel like? What, I guess, what do you know, what do you've noticed differently from the first round of these or like the first time you did them to like now, like stepping on stage in front of that many people, what does it feel like? What have you learned as a comic? Um, somebody asked me this the other day and I realized, cause you always heard people like, once you step into a theater or an arena, mm-hmm. it's different pace because you hear the laughters kind of go back and forward. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I ever mathematically calculate that on stage. Mm-hmm. It's almost, it becomes, because you're just so used to being on stage. Um, and I don't know if it's because I did so many theater shows with Spade before, but if it's it's no different than the theater shows with Spade. Mm-hmm. I think it, your body, if you've done it so much, you, I, it is a slower pace, but it's not like I'm going, wait for the laugh. It's it's a feeling. Oh, yeah. It's just a natural feeling. Like, yeah. you just, you know, here's where I hit it. Here's yep. where I pause. Also, the best, the, the part that you be great at, I, I I do do this. I This is, this helps me a lot. Um, 
his he is jumbotrons and yeah. bird even told me this he goes jumbotrons people are mostly just watching the jumbotrons right which is even almost a uh, more of a close-up than somebody being in a small room watching you right because you're literally your facial features are are high they're pe- they're literally watching your eyeballs go from back to forth it's such on a giant screen and so you i i i love to like sometimes like smile before i i hit a punchline mm-hmm. it's almost like saying like I'm about to say something naughty. Yeah. And, smile, and then you hit it and it's almost like it hits harder. Um, or or like you hit a punchline, it's like maybe like a it's like a it's a it, a second to like be like, what the fuck did she just say? Kind of uh-huh. moment right there. Like um They need an extra moment you, to catch things because you're so far away. Right, right. Yeah. But like, no, I'm saying oh. On with a jumbotron, you can deliver it and then stop and give a little look, and it hits so much harder because you're on a oh, jumbotron and your facial features are 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 uh, highlighted more. So like giving smiles, giving smirks, like all that little stuff is so fun to do because they're they're like it's almost like they're watching on a TV. Yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah, and uh, um, I just did that this. E- this past weekend, that corporate gig I did in the Bahamas, they had me on two yeah. giant screens next to the stage. Yeah. Yeah. And at one point I had to say, because it was only 400 and something people, but they were so far out. They were like this giant ballroom and the this, the nicest yeah. hotel I've ever been in in my life. It's freaking stunning. But um, And it was built in like 2019, so it's so fucking nice and pretty. But anyway, they're all pushed That's- out. Like on these these tables, these big circular tables, there's a full dance floor between the giant stage and them, between me and them. And they're all out there. And at one point I had to say, I'm going to be honest with y'all, real weird that I'm looking at you and you're all just looking at me up there. I was like, because I yeah. can see all of you. <laughs> I was yeah. like, so this is unlike an arena where, you know, you can probably see the first the first half of the people are looking at you. So you've got audience mm-hmm. and then all the rest of the people are watching you up here you're not really noticing. I'm in a room where it's like split in half of people just, just staring up. And I'm like, I'm right. I'm right here. I'm right here. Y'all can look at I'm me. right here. I mean, yeah, they would just rather they're, they're people. I think people are just drawn to the screen, even in a smaller, my point was uh, even in a smaller group. So it was very weird to me that they did that. Yeah. I do it. I even when I, after I'm done and, and we go on stage and I watch Bert, I'm watching the jumbo. Screen. Uh, yeah. I uh, think we're just drawn, it, 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 drawn to it. Yeah. It people. feels yeah. When you're on stage two and in, in that big of an arena, like you can, you can kind of see faces in the first two rows, and then after that, in your head, it's just a sea. Mm-hmm. It's almost like like you're watching like Madden the football game, and it's just yeah. like a blur of kind of fuzzy faces. It's yeah. like, oh, here's the twelve faces I can see, and then and it feels like somebody just did like a water painting color. That's so crazy of the rest of the people. Uh, so but it's I also. First couple, I was kind of nervous. And then after, it's not, you're not, I'm not nervous because it's easy. Right. You're doing, you're doing, it's tens of thousands of people. So even if half of them laugh, that's 5,000 people. Yeah. 6,000, yeah. 8,000, 9,000, yeah. 10,000 people laughing. Yeah. 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 So it's like, and, and it's, it's the kind of like laugh contagious thing. Laughter is contagious. Like yeah. some people laugh, people laugh. And so I don't, I think, it, or maybe I'm just telling myself in my head that, but I'm like, I mean, this is this is this is easier than sixteen people uh, in a Detroit club. Hundred percent, yeah. That's oh, for sure. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, it's freaking it's so cool fun. as shit. It's pretty cool, yeah. dude. It is. It uh, dream what, come true. What's been your favorite city? Because what you've done, what seven cities with him now? Seattle, Seattle, still. Seattle was the biggest. 
Yeah. Uh, and I, I just, my set, I just was, so I randomly went into this whole different bit and to the, told this like story, Seattle-based story. And, and I think it was just, it was like the third show of that run. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had gotten the hang of things. And uh, I just was like, oh, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. This is, when people are like, arenas are too big. It's not comedy. <laughs> Get get on the stage. Yeah, yeah. Get on the stage and be yeah, in your I bag. Wouldn't sh- yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, you'd be like, you know, yeah. no, no, no. I'm gonna do that. I want to do that again. Yeah. I'm not shitting on that uh, <laughs> that experience at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. You feel like a rock star. Wow, that's awesome. But these were really fun. These were like more rural areas, uh, and it was. Cool. Bert does. Uh, he he sings the uh, national anthem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the end and. And a lot of them were military towns. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you saw people crying, mm-hmm. like throwing like Air Force badges on stage. Oh, cool. Uh, so it was really cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How was the Bahamas? The weather was amazing. Like I said, I mean, this hotel, I mean, once I saw what it cost to stay there at night, uh, I was like, mm-hmm. um, I may not ever see this place again. So let me take as many videos and pictures as I can in here. It's stunning. I mean, the hotel is like I, White Lotus third season could be filmed yeah. in this hotel. It's called the Baja Mar, and it's uh so it's by Hyatt. It's it's the Grand Hyatt Baja Mar, and there's like a cigar bar in there that's owned by T- uh, Justin Timberlake and T- sure. T- Tiger Woods. You know, sure. Um, and it's called T Squared because you know the two T's, Timberlake and Tiger. And uh, the whole place is just stunning. Oh. And it's also got the largest casino in the Bahamas inside this hotel. So it's just a very Vegasy, but palm tree. I mean, it, it was, it's a sexy place. Uh, the pools are, there are so many pools. I couldn't go to all the pools. Then the beach is directly on the other side of like a choice of 15 different pools. There's like lagoon pools and big open pools and kid pools and just dance club pools. And then, um, then the beach is right there. And on the way to the beach, you stop and you can see, and this is my, this is my nerd self by myself in the Bahamas for three days. Um, you could see the tortoises every morning and you can watch them eat. And so they have all these tortoises and they're just so big and slow and silly and they don't even look real until you're watching them eat. And, um, then they walk their fat asses down their little sand yeah, path. Like fat ass They're just tortoises. fucking fat ass tortoises and you just yeah. want to fucking squeeze them and squeeze their fat feet. And uh, and my my favorite thing is they have a big sign uh, in there that tells you the difference between turtles and tortoises. And so like, sure. turtles, turtles have like the slim back, like the sleek backs, you know, so they can swim. They live in water mostly. Tortoises live on land mostly. My favorite thing about this giant poster this big board of a sign to describe them is it says turtles sleek or or it says sleek shells. And then for their feet, they said flippers or turtles, flippers, tortoises, chonky feet. (laughs) They put chonky on the sign. They put chonky chonky. And then so every day, chonky is such a, it's a good good feeling trigger word. It's a good word. For and who? Everybody? For humanity? Oh, just you chon- say chonky, chonky and everyone's like, yes. A chonky dog, a chonky baby. We want to ch- squeeze chonky. Chonky tortoise. So I just, yeah. I, I went and would just go, literally like zone out and just go watch the chonky tortoises. And then my favorite, 
So you pass the tortoise. Oh, there's also koi pond with these massive kois. They're so beautiful, all the different colors. And you come up there and they'll come up and, you know, up to you with their big mouths. And uh, that was pretty cool, pretty serene, really nice. Then my favorite is they've got flamingos. Flamingos, fucking flamingos. Like a you think whole, real? they are a herd. They have a, I don't know if they're called a herd. Ooh, I need to look up what uh, a group you of think flamingos. They're real? Oh, they are or the, you think the most robots? real. No, they are so real. Um, and they've all, uh, they do a flamingo parade every morning through the. Do you think they're a little bit high resort. on Xanax? Maybe. I mean, they live in the Bahamas yeah. and they just eat shrimp and they're gorgeous. And so I would be a little high too on myself. Mm-hmm. The, the sexiest bird on the planet. They're so weird and cool and just. Oh my God. And I would just stand there. I'm, I'm such a nerd. I was just, there's like a beach, there's bars, there's lagoons, there's all this stuff, there's casino. And I'm just like, pink birds, just yeah. taking videos. Like they're my kids. Like, look at them, look at them move. Wow. That one lifted that, its head up. Yeah. Like I, and I just. That might've been like a, this is going to sound effed up, but like maybe a young kid who didn't get their make-a-wish made in time. <laughs> And they passed. And God was like, okay, I'll let you invent a bird. Yeah. And then they drew they a drew flamingo. flamingo. They drew a flamingo. That was a really dark That was a super dark way to go. Yeah. Yeah. But you could have just said it was a, like a, it's a bird from a child's imagination is how you could have gone. She went real dark with that, um, mm-hmm. which honestly is fine. I do. A flamingo is a beautiful way to represent a dying child's last wish of an invention of an animal. Jesus Christ. What's wrong? It was bad. See, I don't know. It and this bad. is what I meant earlier about the thing about you is things just ha- they just come out. And I would hold that thought in. And I know. Yeah. I but I, they are so cool, and I took so many pictures and videos, haven't posted anything. I need to make, like, a reel of the whole weekend. Will I? Probably not. Let's be honest with me. Let me be honest with me. I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm just going to hoard 20s of thousands of uh, photos and videos in my phone for the rest of my life. Never do anything with them. Um, anyway, really cool. Had a great time with all the little animals and my thoughts. And my baggage was lost the first day. That was pretty stressful. But went over to T-Squared. Shout out Timberlake and, and Tiger. Met a bunch of people. and. Um, yeah, had a great time. And the gig was good. It was good, not great. I don't I could have done better. I got heckled by a kid. Did I tell you this? There were children there? Okay. There were children there? Four hundred and something it- pipeline contractors. Okay, this is the pipeline contractors. Blah 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 thing. We talked about it in the past. I I wait, wait. Uh, a corporate gig usually the best corporate gig is going the best that a corporate kid can go is going to be maybe a six. Yes. Like uh, it's uh, never, uh, it's not going to be a 10. Another show it can't scale. be a 10. It can't that's be a 10. That's a 10 at a corporate gig is a six at any other show. Mm-hmm. And that's the highest they're it can not, be. They're not, it's not going to be great. You can't make everybody happy. Their, you're never no. going to live up to their expectations of what I found out that uh, RIP Toby Keith dropped into their event last year and did an impromptu set with the band at their annual thing last year. Um, and I was like, well, I'm not going to be Toby Keith. And then he yeah. literally uh, he ripped like two days later. Um, so uh, and then the year before that or two years before that, they had Gretchen Wilson. So they've had all these like country music stars as their. And then there's me. So, you know, so I'm not I'm not going to make everybody happy. It's just not going to it's not going to happen. But I'll, I'm going to tell you this, though. Yeah. You find out face to face afterward who did like you. And that's the best feeling is I was grabbed left and right by especially all the wives 
they were all like, thank God you're here. Thank you for calling out this. Thank you for calling out that. Because it's, it was all white. It was like 400 and something white people. There were like two people of color in the entire building. And I was oh. like, wow, there's so much diversity here. You know, there's so many shades of sunburn in the room. And I mean, people like <laughs> laughing so hard. And, and I called out all the stuff about, you know, just the obvious stuff. And then once I got into my material material, though, I'd get some pops of laughs. And then everything else was like, uh, they just really wanted to be talked about the whole time. And I'm sorry. All I used to do is roast them. I didn't write 45 minutes of roast jokes on them. That's a lot. Sure. That's a lot sure. of work, you know. Yeah, so yeah. and then in the middle of it. So the, the uh, people who had me there, which are all incredible, shout out to everybody who puts this on. It is an incredible week-long event for them. Uh, it was gorgeous. It was, I mean, pretty lovely. Everything was lovely. Um, and I'm so glad they had me. So thankful for that. But they even told me, they were like, okay, this is the most children we've ever seen at one of these events. They've done 76 years of these. And they're like, this is insane. Um, we're so we're kind of sorry. I mean, we kind of told you you could be a little dirty and you could definitely be like adult with it. And and then all these kids came. And then sure. there was this one kid. He's like 10. He's running around. He's not sitting with his parents. He goes and finds his other little buddies in the group who are around his age. They all go pile little, up at this in- little pipeline rascals, little pipeline, little pipeline rascals. rugrats, mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. pipeline rugrats, little, little gra- lead filled, uh huh, little little sand lead filled devils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. little uh, yeah. So these little come go and sit at this empty table up in the front, and I'm doing my set. I do a funny line. I'm getting a big laugh, and he screams out, "You're a weirdo!" <laughs> I was like, did I just hear you correctly? And I look around, I see that his parents aren't there. I'm like, okay, I don't know how important your parents are, so I can't say anything to you. I was like, if you were an adult man, this is not would not end pretty. But I can't say anything because I'm not getting canceled by saying the wrong thing to a child. I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, you're not gonna get me. This is not how you're gonna get me. I'm not gonna be gotten like this. This is being filmed. I ain't doing this with you right now. And then he starts going like this. He's like, like, I was like, he's holding his hand. He's called me. I was like, dude, I'm on stage. Like, what? I can't be a loser. I'm up here, dude. I've got the microphone. I was like, angry. This is how you. This is how you don't inherit the company. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Elliot. Yeah. So I was. So and then the worst part is after I get. So I had to like. I stumble kind of through that. All I thought for the next twenty four or forty eight hours was all the things I should have said and what I wanted to say and what you know because as soon as I get off stage, everybody's like, "You could have taken him down. You could have said whatever you wanted to him. That's so and so's kid, and they should have been watching his ass. And you should have." And I'm like, "Okay, all the shoulda, coulda, wouldas afterward. I don't know that damn kid. I don't know that family." You know, like, and they're like, oh, you should have, he needed his little ass whooped and you get a blah, 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 blah. And so that won over a lot of the crowd for me of having to deal with that bullshit while I was up there, Uh you know, and just, they were all pissed that there were kids there. Most of the people that came up to me were pissed. Um, So it was a real mixed bag of a show. And then I'm, I'm taking pictures with people afterward. This kid, there were these foam shark fin hats, like the foam fingers, you know? Kid comes up to me and whacks me in the back of the head with it. I'm in an evening gown, a floor length evening gown. I look around and it's him and he's like, ah! and he's like running off. And I'm like, this demon, he does it to me three times. No parent anywhere around. Nobody gets him. Nobody's paying attention to this rich ass little kid. 
anyway, so that was my night. But and the the you didn't beat his ass. I wanted to, girl. If I wouldn't have been in Dude. five inch heels and a, a floor length evening gown, I would have. Doug, why did you take him? That's when you take his ass back to the kitchen. I, I should have put him, him over a my one knee. two from the tongs. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And what's he gonna say? That lady and you. That's. Cr- that's why, why would I do rascal. that? Why would and he's I? making up stories because he he's needs a liar. attention that you're not getting him. Yeah. And that's pathetic. Maybe you should spend more time with him than your nanny does. Because now, look, he has to make up his own fairy tales because you won't read him one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I should have gotten a big wooden spoon, whooped his ass, and threw him in the koi pond yeah. is what I should have done. Yeah. Fed him to the flamingos. Like, yeah, you make his little hands chonks. Yeah, little chonky hands. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna make you one giant little chomp. Yeah, so he's a future nightmare of a man. So mm. there's this. I'm talking shit about graduate? a ten year old on a podcast. <laughs> you think he'll? You think he'll graduate from Alabama or just like make it through <laughs> freshman year? <laughs> oh man, he's gonna he's gonna be on probation immediately in school the first semester. They're not even mm-hmm. gonna wait for the second semester. Um, yeah, that yeah, that so future Dude, little sh- you go to the Bahamas do a corporate gig, you get heckled by a little a little corporate ca- a little corporate uh, kid. Yeah, the little the little yeah. uh, little prince. Uh-huh. Little pipeline prince. Little pipeline prince. That's what he was. Little pipeline prince. But, you know, the way things work is, you know, he'll probably grow up and become a, you know, TikTok star, whatever the future of social media is, and he'll be on arena tours. So, you know, that's how the world works. And we'll be opening for him. And I'll have to, you know, bite my tongue and be like, yep, that was me. I'm the I'm the weirdo from the show. I, Yeah. Please I give love me how my you money. Yes, and me. Yes, please yeah. give me my money. Thank you so much. Anyway, that was it. Uh, yeah, it was it was relaxing. The weather was great. It was nice uh, until I went to go leave, and then a storm hit, and we got stuck on the runway forever. I hate flying in storms. It was. Ugh. I did it recently too. It was crazy. Ugh, I hate it. Oh, we lost complete um, contact with the um, the tower on the ground, though. On the ground, thank God. But the storm hit. And then they're like, finally, when we waited forever, you know, storm goes by and then they, and then the pilot, which I don't think this information is necessary. There's some no. things the pilot can keep no. from me. There's, I, I don't need to know, but they go, Hey, we, you know, the star, storm's obviously passing, but, um, we'd love to get y'all up in the air, but the airport has lost complete contact with the flight tower. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. We don't want to know. That's a secret. We don't know. Have, a, have it, have it. Right. That's a cockpit secret. We don't need to know that mm. back here. Just tell me it's going to be a little bit, a little bit longer. I don't, I don't want to know that because that tells me that that happens. I, I didn't even think about that happening ever until you just said that. And now that's my new fear. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was on a tiny one from Denver to Casper, Wyoming. And I didn't like that I could see more than three buttons in the cockpit. Mm-hmm. I don't like when I could see mm-hmm. the whole cockpit. That is, the cockpit's none of my business. It is I don't none like, of my business. Yeah, I don't want to see the steam from the pilot's coffee fogging up no. the windshields no, of no. the plane. No. I don't want to know. I want that. I uh-uh. want that to be I want that to be the North Pole, a land I'll never be able to visit. Nope. Is it's beyond my reach. Nope. And Lock I want it, it to be so far, yeah, away yeah. from me. I don't want to know that that, that part that part uh-uh. exists. And yeah. I don't want to I don't want to think about it. I've been on two little planes a long, long time ago, and um, I felt the same way. I was a six-seater and, a, and an eight-seater, and nope, don't, 
Yeah. Don't care for that. Too close for comfort. Yeah. I don't need yeah. to know that I could lean over and fly the plane. I know. I want to know that this plane is being fueled by God. <laughs> and I don't even want to know there are buttons to push. I think yeah. we just say, our Father who art in heaven, yeah. bring us there in his thy name. In his and thy name. we go up. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to. But anyway, yeah, that's it. That's uh, we we had uh, some pretty crazy times. You definitely had um, way more fun. I can assure you. Uh, can I? Can I do a? Thank you. Can yeah. I do a PSA before we wrap up? Please, let's do it. Because it happened to me very recently. Okay. And and it reminded me of another time it happened to me. And I just want to say, I I want to beg all of human beings to to stop with this because obviously I run my mouth right. Sure. I should I should keep quiet. But some, for some reason, people do ask me for should I advice. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about doing this step mm-hmm. or this is into my should I kind of things. And one, never ask Catherine Blay for that question ever. <laughs> but don't ask somebody for should I advice and then wait for their advice <laughs> and, then, and then tell them afterwards that you have already done because <laughs> – <laughs> because because then what you do this happened to me I, I had to be very vague but I had a friend who was like I'm looking to uh, procreate with someone else mm-hmm. and I was like you know I don't know I'm thinking about it and I was like I don't know if that's the best path for you <laughs> and then a few months later we do get a baby shower invite and it's like hey the baby was already cooking when you yeah. asked me that. And I know and I know that you knew that. Mm-hmm. So now it's very awkward. Yeah. For me, coming to the baby shower. Yeah. Giving a gift to a child that I I, I said from from the get the get-go was a mistake. Shouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah. But that's an insane thing to do to somebody. Yeah, why would she I, I, I've that yeah, that's ah. it's never a good idea to hold a secret like that. To do that that tricky thing where you already know, you've already gotten the thing done, you act yeah, that that's never oh, a good idea. I, so I have friends like I mean this isn't necessarily sure like I think about breaking up with them and you're like, you should. You should break up with them. And then they don't break up with them. And then you go to their wedding and you're like and you have to give a speech at their wedding. Yeah. And you're like, guys, I am Richard, I've been in your court since day one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll be like, oh, uh, there was a time that I played a silly little prank on Sarah to say, hey, yeah. Richard might not be the one. Ah, 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 right. Just to see if she was, she wanted you, and she did, she did. I was just I, kidding. I was just and I, kidding. And that's when I knew. And that's when I knew. That's when I knew. When I ordered her a mail-order husband. Yeah. And she said, return him. Yeah. To Costco. I knew. <laughs> I knew. That's how I knew. That you were the one. So yeah. I'm just, let's not should I when we already shad. Yeah. That's good. I like that. I like a okay. shad. I like a shad. Yeah, I agree. I agree, girl. All right. I'm getting tired. Yeah. We have recorded a okay. lot today and I still got to do shows. Um, y'all, don't forget if you've got a story, because next week we've got an interview with a gal who called into the hotline. The hotline's real, and you can call. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's coming up next week. It's good. So if you've got a really great story, we want to hear it. So don't forget, you can leave us those voicemails. You should also jump on iTunes and leave us reviews on the podcast. If you love it, you've listened to every episode, um, you know, the, the listenership and the amount of reviews don't add up. I'm, I'm going to tell you that. The math ain't mathin'. 
So we just really like your compliments. We want to hear your. We need them. I, I really. This is just a. This is a projection for from my own ego. Can y'all just jump on and tell us that we're not doing this in vain? You know, tell us you love us. All right. So Catherine, also before we go, tell the people where you're going to be so they can see you live on stage. I, when this comes out, I will, um, next spot I had, I will be heading is St. Louis, Missouri, March 7th and 9th, and then taping my special in Houston, Texas with Lace Laterby at the Riot Comedy Club, March 29th. Then I've got Moon Tower in Austin, Texas. I'm headlining a show there at the, uh, Helium, or no, what is it called? Hyenas? Uh, no, 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 no. No, Austin. it's Helium's Club, but it's oh. called, uh, I don't, I don't remember the name of the club. doesn't matter. Greenville, South Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, Greensville, North Carolina, Denver, Colorado, North Fort Collins, Colorado, LA for Netflix is a joke fest, Chicago, Illinois, Charleston, South Carolina, Lexington, Kentucky, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Washington, DC, and more all on my website at katherineblayford.com. What do you have coming up, Lace? Oh my gosh. Those are so many dates in a row. Holy shit. Okay. Sand Up Comedy Fest starts tomorrow, the day after this episode comes out, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th of February. I'm headlining shows every single night. Y'all, Seaside, Florida, and Rosemary Beach. It's going to be a hell of a good time. Come check it out. Then the next week, you can catch me in Chicago, February 20th, February 21st, I will be in St. Louis, Missouri. And after that, I got everything. I got Gainesville, Georgia, Atlanta, Panama City Beach. Um, What else is after that? Ooh, Serenby, that big, beautiful place south of Atlanta, if y'all don't know where that is. Oh, yeah. Um, That's dope. Yeah, some dates there. I've got Cincinnati after that, some other stuff. Um. Uh, y'all can find it all. I mean, I could sit here and try to go through. I don't have them all listed as quickly as Catherine does, but lacelarabee.com, katherineblanford.com. You can check us out. Come see us live. And other than that, we love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for continuing to support our podcast. Stay snappy, toodles. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of Cheaty's Podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. And if you've been cheated on or you have cheated, you've got a cheating story that we want to hear. Leave us a teaser voicemail at 888-STABBY-8. That's 888-782-2298. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Cheaties Podcast. And follow me, Lace Larrabee, at Lace Larrabee. And follow me, Catherine Blanford, at It's Catherine Blanford. Stay stabby! Go to your ready-made horse, that's all you're good for!